Hello and welcome to Scintillating Stories. In this show we read short stories by a variety of authors. Today's tale is set in a mythical Iron Age, when people knew that dangerous things lurked just beyond our understanding. Llewellyn's Last Stand by Rosie Beach The cold grey sky flushed to a dusky rose colour in the sunset. A strongly fortified village interrupted the wild Iron Age landscape. An unnatural silence hung in the air as if the inhabitants were waiting for something inevitable and awful to happen. Out of one of the buildings came a man with a long brown beard and crude woe tattoos that were scarred in harsh lines down his face. His unsettlingly restless eyes were intense, surveying the area and taking in other men and women and their preparations. This was Llewellyn the Lost, a general in the village in charge of the archers. As he made his way to the fireside, his fellow villagers nodded to him respectfully, although some looked nervous at his presence. Llewellyn greeted them silently, his mind on the battle to come. He adjusted his armour and knelt beside the fire, waiting his turn as the healers brought round the drinking horn. On the edge of his hearing there was a strange whispering, and he looked about furtively, but no one was speaking. He grit his teeth and tried to focus on his heartbeat, on the chill of the evening, on anything but the whispers. He balled his fists and tried to focus his mind on the ritual. The voices grew louder, more guttural, almost inhuman and maliciously gleeful. He felt his left arm begin to sting, as if there was some infected wound there. He glanced down at a very old tattoo that dyed his arm a faded grass green. A flash of how it had been branded into him made his stomach royal with bile and hatred. The stinging pain pulsed through him. The voices were a cacophony in his head, clamouring for attention. He pinched the bridge of his nose and focused on breathing deeply. A spike of pain in his arm made him exhale in a growl. He slapped his forehead. He could have sworn that the voices began to laugh. He felt a gentle touch on his shoulder and he looked up to find an elderly woman offering him the horn cup. Even though she was older than him, her tattoos were more contemporary in style than his. They were distorted by wrinkles and faded by the sun, but the hand that gripped his shoulder was strong. He took the cup and drank. When he paused to breathe, he could barely hear the voices any more. He sighed and felt the tension leave his body. The healer clacked her tongue at him and began to speak rapidly. Even after ten seasons of living here, he still sometimes struggled with the language. His beloved Leisha had done most of the talking, but now he had to try and find the meaning himself. He knew that the woman was talking about wicked spirits and fae. He nodded and patted the hilt of his iron dagger. She touched his cheek and made sorrowful sounds before moving on to her next charge. Most of the warriors were aided in the ritual by their life partners, 
Llewellyn unconsciously touched the tattoo of a tree on the back of his hand that he and Leisha had shared. The life partners exchanged forehead touches, quickly grasped hands, and whispered reassurances while they helped their partner prepare for battle. He remembered how Leisha would patiently and soothingly paint his face and neck with blue stripes and bands. Her touch brought him peace in the tense hours before the fight. He turned away to sit with the older fighters, battle-scarred and quiet, who no longer had life partners to paint their skin or sharpen their swords. The tattoos on their left hands had no matching pair. The healers brought them their paint, and Llewellyn set about applying it himself. Beside him he heard the prayers of a leather-skinned female rider and watched her paint the protective symbols on her arms. He finished his task as quickly as possible, then he stood and walked back to his hut to fetch his sword and his bow. He fancied he could smell the sweet scent of honey that always seemed to follow Leisha. He let himself imagine that she was waiting for him, with a freshly sharpened blade and a gentle kiss that would soothe his soul. Instead, all he found was an empty bed. He picked up the sheathed blade, pausing to mutter a prayer. He froze. He could hear the faint sound of war music in the distance. The hour was near. Even after death, he would fight for her home. Llewellyn heard a scuffling behind him. He turned sharply. A young man with red war paint was scrambling through his window. He looked surprised to see Llewellyn, but grinned madly at him. He sprang lightly into the room and brandished a two-handed sword. He felt his stomach drop as he recognised the young man. Tobias. He was a mercenary that Llewellyn had taken under his wing several years ago. Llewellyn shouted to raise the alarm and crouched, ready to fight. Tobias's eyes glittered with battle lust. The pair circled each other. Llewellyn kept his sword sheathed. Sentiment kept him from striking first. Tobias swaggered with the bravado of youth. His confidence hung like a cloud around him. Llewellyn spotted a careless opening, darted forward, feigned a stab at his belly. This frightened the lad and sent him stumbling back. Llewellyn chuckled mirthlessly. This boy wasn't ready to fight him. Embarrassed by losing face, Tobias went to swing, but Llewellyn held up a hand. Stop. No, Tobias panted. He was shaking with adrenaline. Llewellyn took a step towards him. Come now. This isn't thy fight. I have no quarrel with thee. He reached out to touch the lad's shoulder. Tobias jerked away, growling. His face was distorted by disdain. Llewellyn felt his heart sink. I've no loyalty to you. If you stand with your wife's damned village, then you're as good as dead. Llewellyn snarled and spat. Tobias brought his heavy blade swinging. Llewellyn drew his sword and turned the blow aside with an ear-splitting scrape of metal. The force of it sent a tremor through him. They exchanged a series of quick blows. The clash of their swords made the air ring painfully. Tobias gained ground. His swings were wild and clumsy. He looked like a monstrous bear. Llewellyn sent him careening backwards. He slammed into the wall with a crunch. Llewellyn leapt forward and swung down with precision. He felt his sword bite into the back of Tobias's calf. Blood spattered and the lad yowled. Llewellyn took a few quick steps away to give himself breathing room. There now, let's have no more of this. Tobias rushed him. 
His swipe sent Llewellyn's sword spinning from his grasp. Llewellyn ducked to avoid a devastating slash that would have severed his head. He sidestepped the next swing. It struck the floor. Instinct took over. He slipped behind Tobias, who turned quickly and came for him again. This time Llewellyn stepped in to attack like a red deer. His first strike to the forearm sent Tobias's attack wide. He punched him in the gut, knocking all of the wind out of him. He grabbed his sword arm and drove an elbow into Tobias's chest. He dropped the sword and doubled over in pain. Llewellyn snatched up the sword and flung it away. The enraged mercenary tackled him, pinning his arms to his side. He began to crush the struggling man. Llewellyn twisted to bite Tobias. His teeth sank into his arm and blood filled his mouth. Tobias wrenched him backwards and Llewellyn spat blood as he bellowed. His back felt like it was going to break. He lashed out wildly and he managed to kick Tobias's shin. He heard the boy screech in rage and the pair broke apart. Llewellyn gasped for breath. His head was spinning and his vision blurred. He spotted his sword by the fire pit. It had been flung there by the force of Tobias's blow. He scooped it up and swiped at Tobias. He rolled away, landed painfully on his bad leg, and Llewellyn saw red as he chased after him. Tobias scrambled to his own sword just in time. The bone-splintering force of the next clash sent them both staggering. Llewellyn felt a flash of twisted pride. He was a good teacher. Tobias tried to overpower Llewellyn, but the older warrior shifted his weight and brought both of their swords to the ground again. He surprised Tobias by letting go of his sword. He swung around and kicked him in the jaw. He felt a satisfying crack. Tobias was sent reeling, and Llewellyn hurled himself forward and tackled him to the ground. He seized him by the throat and squeezed. He watched the little whelp begin to choke. He picked up his fallen sword and pressed it to Tobias's chest. Llewellyn raised his arm to stab down. The boy winced and closed his eyes. His arm shook. Tobias looked so young. He growled in anger, stood and sheathed his sword. He kicked Tobias towards the window, turned to leave to join the fight outside. Cold steel burst between his ribs. He felt his insides tear and hot breath on his neck. There was more pain as he fell. His head cracked on the ground. There was a metallic taste in his mouth and he felt his blood spread out beneath him. His sword was snatched from his unresisting hand. There was a distant thrum of pain as he was kicked onto his back. Tobias came into view. Llewellyn felt another searing pain as his own sword was driven into his guts. It was like fire. He felt it dig into the ground on the other side. His muscles clenched around the iron. There was a wild howling coming from somewhere. He realised that it was him. The sound faded and he lay there panting. He knew these were his last few breaths. Tobias spat at him. His face was fierce, but his shaking hands betrayed him. His lip was trembling. He dropped the sword and turned away. Somehow, through the blood rushing in his head, he felt something cold and metal beneath him. Tobias's sword. He managed to sit up, insides pushing through the holes with the effort. Through his agony, he threw himself at Tobias's back. He felt the iron sink into flesh. There was a short intake of breath, a gurgle of blood. He felt the body go limp. Tobias's body hit the floor. His vision was dimmed by pain. His head was spinning and he could feel his blood pumping out of his body. 
It was sticky beneath him and warm. He could feel his heart stuttering. It was trying to keep him alive. He fancied that he could smell honey and feel Leisha cradling him in her arms. Leisha. My queen. Dear heart, save your strength. Death was potent and kind by letting him hear the sound of her voice before the end. I will stay with you till you sleep. A smile fluttered across his face as he died. He could almost feel Leisha stroking his hair.
the village would sing of him for many years after his death. Llewellyn had appeared out of nowhere one day long ago with ancient tattoos on his face and fey blood on his teeth. He had been a boy of no more than fourteen summers. Since then he had guarded the village from fey every night, keeping watch and driving off any wicked spirit that came near the sleeping people. He had been accepted in spite of his strange ancient mannerisms and wild looks. No one could fire a bow like Llewellyn, and he would always be remembered as the village's protector. After the battle was over, his fellows bore his body to their burial grounds, and he was given a hero's funeral. If he hadn't raised the alarm, then they would have been decimated by the surprise attack. As it was, they had overcome their attackers, and most of the village survived to meet another sunrise. They brought weapons, shields, armour, and his beloved bow, and each member of the village placed a leaf on his body to show the gods that he was one of their number. Then the healers covered him over and sang a funeral dirge. In the months to come they would raise a great stone on that place which told his story, and at its base was carved a tree that he and his beloved Leisha had worn on their skin. It is still there to this day, and you can probably find it if you look. Llewellyn woke with a gasp. He could see the stars glittering above him. He breathed deeply, surprised that this wasn't accompanied by searing pain. He felt for his wound, but it wasn't there. He remembered the tearing and the agony. Or had it been a dream? The chilling numbness of death had felt very real. He tried to get his bearings. He was lying in a forest with gigantic trees, They were unearthly and seemed to stretch to the stars, their gossamer-thin skeletal leaves whipping back and forth in the midnight wind. He had not seen a forest like this for many years. He slowly got to his feet. There was no weakness in his limbs and his vision was sharp. This was impossible. He looked back down at his left arm and saw his green tattoo glowing like a beacon. His breath caught in fear. It only shone like that when Fay were near. It hadn't been this bright since he had escaped. He looked about him. Now he recognised the arching branches. They were ancient hands that clasped above him like a trap. He was a mouse under a cat's claws. The carpet of silver leaves glimmered beneath him like frost, but the air was warm. His stomach clenched with fear. He heard the voices that had tried to grab his attention earlier, eerily singing again. This time, they were very real. They echoed about him. To his disgust, he found that after all these years, he could still understand them. Llewellyn is dead. We have waited for so long. He reached for his bow and was relieved to find it slung on his back. Then he heard thin, high laughter that chilled his blood. The green brand on his arm blazed blindingly bright, forcing him to look away. Memories tore through his mind as the laughter grew louder. It surrounded him and seemed to come from every tree. He heard delicate footsteps deadened by leaves, and then a voice that made him feel like a frightened child. It echoed unnaturally. 
His limbs trembled. He turned and saw her. She was exactly the same. Nothing had changed. Her red hair floated behind her as if she walked through water. The moonlight picked out golden strands of it that shimmered like treasure. She was barefoot and left no prints. She was weightless and moved effortlessly towards him. His gaze moved uncontrollably to her face. It had the same beauty as forest fire, terrible and overwhelming. Where her eyes should have been white, they were pitch black. Her irises were glowing with the same green light of his arm, and they danced with predatory glee. The queen smiled at him with her sharp teeth. Welcome home, Llewellyn. There was a long, frozen moment. Old feelings of unworthiness spread through him. He could sense hundreds of eyes upon him from the trees. His mind was gripped by the terror of one who has almost lost control of their own life. With horrifying speed, Llewellyn pulled out an arrow. He knocked it to his bow. The fairy wings on its flight sparkled. He drew it back with a deadly force, fired. It found its bloody mark in the queen's shoulder and pinned her to a tree. She screamed as silver-blue blood spattered down her dress. It was unlike any human or animal sound. A long, petrifying note that seemed to shimmer in the air. It morphed into mad laughter. Llewellyn stared her down. I'm not coming back to you. You don't have a choice, Llewellyn. You have fey blood in you. I am your queen. No. No. Leisha is my queen. He turned and ran into the forest. He could hear the queen's laughter behind him. He focused on his breathing as he tried to put as much distance between them as he could. He would get out. He had done it before. He would escape and fight another day. He ran into a clearing and was stopped by the sight of a beautiful woman. She had olive skin and thick, dark hair that swirled in the breeze. She turned to him and his heart flew up into his throat. Lisha. She smiled so warmly at him, and he thought his body would break into a thousand pieces. As he was reeling, he saw her mouth the word, Go. He took a step forward. She started to glow with a golden light. Before his eyes, she transformed. Her hair grew shorter, her hips narrower, but her beautiful eyes and smile stayed the same. He blinked and found that he was looking at a young man. He was dressed in robes, a colour that he had never seen before. He seemed to shine like the sun. He beamed at Llewellyn and mouthed the words, Find me, before disappearing in another golden glow. Llewellyn stood there, stunned for another moment, before he came back to himself and took off running again. But now his heart was full of hope and a wild, savage smile split his face. He raced through the wood, and as he travelled, the light faded, and so too did the glowing of his arm. Soon it was nearly pitch black, but his smile never faltered. Nothing could stand in his way now, 
and he disappeared into the night. Thank you so much for listening. This story was originally published in Jabberwookie magazine. You can read more stories like this via the link in the show notes. This has been a Yorick Radio production.